By the way, Squirtle nesting sounds really porny. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of your comment. <laughs> but no, it's like it's it's a spawn point for water type Pokemon. Um, so I've been able to get some good stuff there. So I like to stop there on my way home. I hadn't been there in like the last week or so because I had heard the police had been cracking down on <laughs> the Pokemon players. Because there will seriously be, like, several hundred people playing Pokemon behind the library. Um, I think, though, that they're really cracking down at the people that play at, like, 1 in the morning. This was 8.30 at night. Um, uh, I noticed that in the week that I haven't been there, <laughs> a little economy has developed around the Pokespots. Um, I was walking behind the library, and I noticed two teenage boys were selling... Uh, like beef jerky, Slim Jim things, and if you bought one, you got water. And I'm looking at him, and I walk up to him, and I'm like, hey, guys. And then I hear, hey, Miss Marlena. <laughs> so, like, two of my teens are behind the library at 830 at night selling shit to people playing Pokemon. <laughs> That's genius right there. Genius. I applauded them. Um, <laughs> it was genius. And then I circled around to the park. That's right beside the library. There was a girl selling Pokemon artwork that she drew. And then there was another table where a woman was selling jewelry that was inspired by Pokemon. So, like, a lot of people are <laughs> setting up shops <laughs> around the players. And apparently the ice cream truck and food trucks have been showing up, too. Um, the ice cream truck was there tonight. And some of my teams have told me that uh, a burrito food truck has been popping up, too. So, like, a whole little secondary economy has popped up. I'm just waiting for the news, because you know how our local news does stuff. Like, when Pokemon takes over an area, and then it's, like, police shut down the thing. Because Florida's actually yeah. shut down, like, lemonade stands 
kids doing those before. So um, I'm just waiting for all this stuff to get yeah. shut down. I mean, I think that the bigger thing, what I had heard, because I'm part of a Facebook group for Pokemon in this area, because <laughs> uh, as you do, Brian is rubbing his forehead like, what a fucking loser. <laughs> I just eye rolled on a podcast. <laughs> the internet can't see your eye roll, Brian. Um, but reports had been that, like, the police were kicking people out of this library's uh, parking lot because they were hanging out at, like, 1 and 2 and 3 in the morning. And apparently a lot of people were smoking weed, you know, smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers. <laughs> but um, I guess that got cleaned up, and people were saying that the police have now been, like, making sure that the lighting is up in the park and stuff. Even though technically this has come up in a few parks, at least in our state, Technically, like, most parks are closed at dusk. Um, the park right by where we live, they had to put a sign up that said Pokemon Gyms close at dusk. Um, and in Tampa, they arrested somebody who was resisting police orders to clear a park at, like, 1 in the morning or something. So, it's just... It's I'm just waiting for a video. It's going to be, like, Randy Marsh on South Park. And it's I gonna... thought this was Merck! <laughs> I thought this was America! There was a Pikachu back there! <laughs> I thought this was America, and his pants will fall off and stuff. Um, but I feel like, so far, like, when I've been playing, everybody's been super respectful and stuff. Like, nobody's really, like, giving each other shit or anything. It's just, you know, you have to be mindful of your presence. The only, like, shit-stirring I've seen is um, between, like, geocaching and Munzee folks and Pokemon folks. Like, some of the geocachers I know have been really pissy about Pokemon players invading their turf. It's like a Comic Con when the nerd group. I'm like, y'all are nerds. Like, we're all nerds. Like, you don't need to shit on another nerd. Like, fuck off. I think the geocaching and, like, those people are just fussing because Pokemon Go is really a big thing and no, yeah. most people. <laughs> yeah. Like, Pokemon Go's been out for, like, three weeks or whatever, like a month, and it has more daily users than Twitter does. Um, it's and, more popular on the internet than porn. Yeah. And geocaching's been around since. The GPS, uh, like, was was made uh, public from the government in 2000, and it's just now kind of, like, mainstream in popularity. Like, people know of it. They don't play it, like, hardcore. Um, I don't know. I just... My biggest problem with playing is, like, prioritizing which game I want to play on a certain day. Like, <laughs> I missed out on a geocaching souvenir this weekend because I wasn't paying attention. And I was, like, I was really focused on, like, Harry Potter and Pokemon this weekend. <laughs> and then, um, like, my Munzee clan requirements, like, the monthly, like, team requirements got a little out of control for me. And they're starting again tomorrow, so I, I gotta do better this month. They're so dorky. I went down to the wire last month. <laughs> yeah. But it was more important that I went. Um. Okay. <laughs> I can't say that, and, like, almost every person that, that downloads and reads my, well, it's probably going to be a Parts event. of it are part of it. <laughs> when when like, Trump sorry, who, who guys. didn't make their deal, he's going to oh be an invasion. All right, like, Trump really frightens me with that stuff. And, okay, people today were saying, like, oh, he was just kidding about the Russians attacking the DNC and everything. And it's like, but he's a presidential candidate. He shouldn't be joking about that. You know, this is like Ann Coulter when she was saying that, 
somebody should put, like, rat poison in Justice Kennedy's coffee or something. Like, you do know that's a Supreme Court justice. You, like, really shouldn't be joking about that. And on that note, you need to go to bed. It's past your bedtime. Is it past my bedtime? And you're going to start politically ranting. You need to go to bed. I do. I, I politically rant all the time. Go bed. Dude, I'm all stuffed up now. Go bed, Snapples. What's going to be the rest of your podcast, Brian? I'm going to talk... Well, I'm going to start a new series like my Doctor Who series where I talk about an episode each, but this is going to be talking about the classic Valiant books, and I'm going to go by chronological order on the list I found a long time ago on the internet and talk about each issue. That's cool. I got a new book today, too, and I'm super excited about it. What was the book? It's the next volume of Attack on Titan. Yes! (laughs) I read, like, one of those, and then I was like, I cannot appreciate these characters from each other so no and they haven't gotten the anime and non-subtitles and my eyes just can't take subtitles hardly anymore so I haven't watched I, it. Though I, I heard it's gonna be on like Adult Swim so they'll probably have a dub. Yeah hopefully soon. they will and like they'll actually put it on Hulu or Netflix because Cartoon Network's super bad about that. Um, I they have Adult Swim stuff on Hulu. Yeah, but they only release, like, a season at a time, and it'll take them, like, three years. That's why we're still waiting for more Venture Brothers. I think we're caught up on the Venture Are we caught Brothers. up on Venture Brothers? Yeah, I think we are. I can never remember. But it depends on how they release those, because they don't release those, like, every year or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, they had a... Did they have a teaser at Comic-Con or something? I don't know, but every time Venture Time ever does anything at Comic-Con, they win. Venture Brothers, not Venture Time. Whatever. It's like... It's a different show. You need to go to bed. Well, now I'm all involved. Go to bed. No. <laughs> silence! <laughs> There's a long string of silence. Beware the silence. Oh, I was super excited today that... Um, See... You didn't ever want a podcast when I talked about this, like, for a year. I was like, I was like, I want to do a podcast, and you'll have to be on it a lot. No, 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 no. I'm just a bitch, okay? And then get you on it, and you won't shut up. I just like having an audience. You're on the wrong podcast if you want an audience. (laughs) True story, bro. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I was, like, speaking of manga and anime, um... I was excited because they're moving forward on the live-action Death Note movie, and I love Death Note. It's one of my favorites. And Willem Dafoe is going to be Ryuk, the Shinigami, so I'm I'm very happy about that. Although I liked Ryuk in the original movies. I thought he was really good. I didn't much care for those live-action movies. There were a few problems with I don't that think I had that property fits as a movie. I was telling somebody today I think it would be better as a TV show. I could see. I would watch a TV show. But I lo- I really enjoyed the anime. I didn't so much care for like the movies that they made because like there were a few things that were just off to me. Although like my favorite favorite is always going to be Full Metal Alchemist because it's fucked up. <laughs> I think I've read that they're talking about making the movie of that too. I know. Ah, uh, shut up and take my yeah. money. Um, but they usually don't like the anime live action movies like. They don't re- usually release them in here because they like there've been a few. Um, that Naruto uh like a musical looks pretty cool. Every time I see the like the musical like the clips of them, it, I just want to go to Japan. Like that stuff looks so amazing. Cause what we watched the one for Bleach, right? Didn't wasn't there one for Bleach? Yes. I feel like you showed it to me and it had like Kenny and I was like ah. 
I needed it. And I get so jealous because, like, at their Universal Studios, they had an Attack on Titan thing. And it was, like, a life-size Titan. And you could, like, pose with it like it was eating you and stuff. And they have, um... Stop dropping your phone on the couch. Every time you do that, thing jumps. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't... I can't edit worse shit. And I don't want to do it. Harry. <laughs> I didn't realize that this was a classy fucking production over here, okay? It's not classy. I just don't want to have to edit every time so it goes boom. This is, like, high-level shit, right? But they also have a um, Resident Evil cafe at their Universal, I think. I just really want to go to Japan. Yeah, Resident Evil kind of sucks. It's fun. Like, they're not, like, super great, but they're fun. There's, like, ten of them now. I don't know. You mean the movies? Yeah. It was a game first, you know. I know that. <laughs> but they, at Universal, their stuff is based off of, like, movie properties, not, like... Where's their universe? I think it's outside of Tokyo. Oh. Because they also have a Wizarding World there, too. Yeah. Well, they're doing the, like, uh, BBC thing in, like... Like London or somewhere, and it's gonna have like Doctor Who, I think. Oh, you told me about that. It's supposed to have like Top Gear and stuff in there. I bet you did. Well, we can go to England, you know, when I have money. <laughs> LOL. Um, and I'll go do Shorter Harry. Shorter flight and go in the California. Um, I'll go do Harry Potter, and you can do go do your stupid Doctor Who stuff, and then we'll if meet I'm up later. I'm gonna do Doctor Who stuff. I go to like Cardiff. I think it's where the train there, can They have know. a pretty good rail network. I know the geography in this country. I used to country. like. I used to do the like. I used to know more of the train stuff because I had planned like to do a, a rail trip, but that got derailed. Ha 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 ha! Dad joke. Yes. He's going to talk about something else. What was it? What was I going to talk about? <laughs> the silence is uncomfortable. Uh, well, I oh, found out I the thing to edit out a lot of the, like, um, like, I was listening, I think, to Stacy's Pop Culture Parlor, and I think, either there when she was guesting on, like, another podcast, and she mentioned how you can do this, like, silence truncate thing on here. Oh, that's good. And it basically grabs all the, the really, truly silent parts, and it deletes them, so you don't have to individually mm-hmm. do them, which is really cool. That's cool. So, um, yeah. Though when I was like doing the podcast while I was watching like the Doctor Who episodes, uh, when you um, when you like do it with those because I got it playing in the background. And you want to take the sound out. It won't do the background like it won't show silence because the background's playing even when I'm quiet. So like, like it really doesn't work good for that. See, I was trying to figure out how you were gonna do ones where we were watching other things so that you didn't have the audio from that. You just have it playing in the background, you just have it, have it playing loud. Plus, like, if we do a podcast of us, like, watching one of y'all's movies, like, y'all talk all through the movie anyways. It's not like you can hear any dialogue Well, I anyways. feel like, wouldn't it just be easier for us to watch a movie we've already seen but without the sound? That was what the plan was. Okay. Alright. I'm, I'm, I'm just clarifying. There's no way. I don't even like watching movies I've never seen with y'all, more or less. Watch so, when are we going to watch Scott Pilgrim? Because that's one of my absolute favorites. I don't know what. Get Tina to come over. Yeah, I'm just very excited about it. like. There's lots of good stuff. Like this week is Suicide Squad, and I really want to see that. It looks like fun, and um, we haven't seen Star Trek yet. I'll probably wait for the DVD. Oh, I know. There's something I'm super looking forward to, and I, I gotta I gotta go get it. The absolutely fabulous movie. 
Absolutely not. No. I hate that show. I get, like, the thing is, like, I get what the jokes are and everything, and I get where it's supposed to be funny. They annoy the living shit out of me. I'm sorry. No, like, not in an amusing way. Like, they just, like, they... Not in the way I annoy you? (laughs) No. (laughs) But anyway, no, I found out this week that the game Oregon Trail, you know, like, the old... The old game on the Max and everything. Oh, I loved that game. I wasted many a class period playing that game. Because even in, like... You wouldn't even lie when that no. game originally came out. No, 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 no. In 1999, uh, in our middle school, like, in the, like, 96 through 99... Um, I forgot you're a military brat, so they probably had old, old computers. <laughs> I mean, the oldest fucking computers you've ever seen. And what was such bullshit was in the elementary school on base... The, at the time, they had the newest Apple computers, like those big, like, blueberry ones, you know? And we had the old as shit, little tiny square ones. And the only thing we could do was fucking Oregon Trail and typing. And I took typing from fourth grade through eighth grade, so I can type, like, I got so many words per minute, guys. Like, if that's my one skill, I can type. <laughs> Oregon Trail is one of the best games ever. I fucking love only, Oregon only Trail. Only taught by Laser Suit Larry. Look it up, internet. Look, look it up. No, 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 no. Nothing tops Oregon Trail, all right? No, Laser Suit Larry is is an old-style porn game. That's fantastic. Let me get back to my point. But anyway, um, a game developer made a tabletop card game of it, and it went on sale on Sunday, and it's I guess it's a Target exclusive, so i got to go to Target. Because I really need Oregon Trail. Because <laughs> I love card games, and I love Oregon Trail. And I love, like, really dark card games, too. Like, we have one called Guillotine, and you're moving French nobility up in line so that they get executed first and stuff. <laughs> and then we have one that you're supposed to spell out murder and, like, collect the cards and everything so that you, like, whoever spells murder first, and it's got crows on it and everything. Like, I love it really. Oh, Exploding Kittens. That's become my favorite. And now my teens love it. Like, every every time we meet, they ask but if they can. Exploding Kittens, not safe for work. No, better. oh, no. Yeah, like, that one's hilarious because you get, like, murdered by a bag of dildos and stuff. But my teens love the regular Exploding Kittens from the oatmeal. They do the artwork for it. And, like, that's become, like, they ask for it every week. That and, um... Slash and Apples to Apples. Slash is a game that plays like Apples to Apples, but it's based on, like, Slash fan fiction. But we also have uh, Gloom. I like Gloom, too. Um, I just I like a lot of the really, like, creepy dark games. I just got one called Schrodinger's Cats, too. I found it as a print-and-play edition, and I would like to get the color one, but it's never, like, at the game store For when people we don't go know, in. explain what print-and-play print is. Print-and-play means that they are ones that the developers put into the Creative Commons, and you can download and print them for free at home or, like, for a small donation. Um, Cards Against Humanity is a really good example of that. You can print the entire game from their website and play it. They also put expansion packs up online. I guess, I think they just had Cats Against Humanity. It was one they just put up. I wanted to do it, but I couldn't look at it at work because it's blocked. No, like, for legitimate reasons, I do research games because, like, I try to find new games that my teens can play because they're really into tabletop games. But also they've requested they want Pac-Man back. I had a plug-and-play Pac-Man for the the TV at work, and they really want to play it again, so I have to bring it back. Um, 
they were charmed by the retro look of it. <laughs> but yeah, print and play games are really, really cool and you can find a ton of stuff to play for free on the internet and they have nicer printed versions, a lot of them. Um, I believe Exploding Kittens started that way and then was on Kickstarter. Uh, yeah, Exploding Kittens, I think, was a Kickstarter, but it's basically the artwork was... But it's from all, the Oatmeal. Yeah, like, oatmeal if you ever artwork. go to the Oatmeal, like, they have the best jokes. They have, they have a lot of, like, cat jokes, and they also have a lot of child-free jokes, which I love working with kids and everything, but I don't want one for kids. So... Cat and child-free jokes appeal to me. And also, like, people being murdered with bags of dildos. I don't think that happens in the game. Uh-huh. One of the cards is, like, like... I think one of them Did I ever show you a picture of somebody gave Felicia Day a jacket of dildos at a Comic-Con one time? Oh, my God. They gave her one and gave Will Wheaton one. It's like a jacket of dildos. That is so creepy. I love it. My favorite thing about, like, weird, like, creepy game stuff is, um... Daniel Radcliffe, when he was on Broadway for the the first one that he did, was it How to Influence? No, that was in London. Um, I think he was in like How to Influence People, like Win Friends and Influence People or something. I don't know. I'm not like a big theater person, but like usually the actors will come out a side door so people can meet them, and it's like a thing that people like hang out outside the theaters to meet people. Mm-hmm. And he said that. It, like, normally people get their playbill signed, but he came out one day and somebody had the Daniel Radcliffe Cards Against Humanity card for his And he was waiting. Like, he'd been waiting for somebody to bring this to him, and it was, like, his favorite thing ever. I got the, the stuff for the Doctor Who one. I've never printed them out. Yeah, that was another thing, is that, like, some people do adaptations, and there was one that somebody did, and it was Cards Against Gallifrey, which I actually did print. It's in the bedroom. I printed it for you. I'm such a nice person. I'm humble and kind. I wouldn't go that far <laughs> on any of those points. But I did, in fact, print it for you. Yeah, and then you kept it. No, we used it for a program because I did, a, like, my 18th Doctor Who book club. Lord, they never read a Doctor Who book. They, they, some of them read the comic books. <laughs> no, like, my, my teen program has really morphed away from, like, strictly books. Usually, like, I will bring out books to give them, or, like, I will book talk books, but we just go all into whatever they feel like doing, and a lot of times it ends up being gaming or, like, crafts sometimes, or we just do a lot of, like, fandom stuff, too. Like, we're getting ready to do our, like, 18 millionth Harry Potter night when Fantastic Beasts comes out, and then we'll do another Harry Potter night next year when it's the 20th anniversary, and, you know, like, all that, as it were. Yeah, I'm excited about Oregon Trail. Like, I need that face. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about Oregon Trail. Ryan, don't leave me alone with the internet. Why? Don't be scared. I'm not scared. Now, folks, let me tell you some crazy shit over here. He's leaving me here alone, unsupervised, so I'm just going to talk some crazy shit about how much I hate Doctor Who. That's <laughs> alright. Everybody knows you knows you have no taste. I have excellent taste, okay? Don't you date me. <laughs> Case in point. And he's probably going to edit, like, all of this section out, so it doesn't really matter what I say to you, Internet. You sound really weird. What? 
Because you're talking like this. Should I use my radio voice? Your radio voice. You need to go to bed. It's past oh your bedtime. Oh, my God. Could... It's way past your bedtime. All right, Mom. You were, going, you were like, uh, <laughs> you got to hurry up, and I'll do a really quick thing. Um, uh, this started out, and then I got to go to bed. Man, I really like do have to go to bed ago. because... Over the weekend, I stayed up ridiculously late, way too much, and I'm an old lady, and I, I and then, usually and, go to bed at, like, 8.30. And now 8:30. you continue to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the star of your podcast, so... Oh. <laughs> what are you going to do without me, Brian? Talk to myself. Hmm. Much more interesting, anyway. Okay, then. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Oh, lady. Fine. Good night. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> I have to look at my phone first, okay? <laughs> like, what, going to bed does not mean going to sleep. It means sit in there on my phone for, like, another half an hour. <laughs> you know that's what it means. I'm going to go look at Reddit. Good night, Internet. <laughs> Go to bed can mean just go away. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. <laughs> Internet, he's a fucking asshole. No, I'm not. Yeah, huh? Have yeah, fun. Yeah, Have fun. Wait, no, I got a better one. I got a better one. Have fun spending Halloween in a box! You're not as cool as Millie. Oh, I'm totally cool. No, you're not. I'm crazy. She's not cool. It's Margot's bed. Um, do quick promos before starting the comic book portion of this. Or the other stuff? Nah, I'll go ahead. Quick promos. Teen, um... For ten, all things 10 Universe is 10universe.blackspot.com. Uh, Zazzle store is zazzle.com backslash 10 Universe. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Hang of Wednesday. And my blog is under the trainingbook.blogspot.com. So you can find out all you want on my books and other projects on those. And so this, like I was saying, like really far back. Uh, uh, this is going to be another, like, series of themed podcasts, like the Doctor Who one I'm doing, where I'll watch each episode of Doctor Who in order, which, you know, infinity, because I'll never get through. Uh, this is going to be me rereading Valiant books, the classic Valiant series. I love the new series of Valiant books, but going to give me an excuse to go through and read the old ones. And the first book I'll be reading, or I did reread before this, was... Time Walker number zero, which is the Ivar, the Time Walker from the, uh, if you know him as it from the New Valiant series. Um, I I didn't like the artwork, and, and let me say like, this is during the era after acclaimed Bob Valiant, which is like sort of the death knell to Valiant fans when it happened. But a little bit before that, Valiant story started. The bigger the company got, it seemed like the more it starts skirting away from its its beginnings. Um, you know, it's pretty bad when you like you read, read a book and the thing you remember the most is that how intrigued you were by the fact that there was an ad for a Spawn game. I don't even remember there actually being a Spawn game, but like that might show you the quality of the book, the fact that you don't remember that very much. Um, I think it, that the biggest fault to this book is it. It's supposed to be a number zero book, which by its very nature is supposed to be an origin story. And this really fails as an origin story for Ivar. 
and the fact that he's probably one of those characters that you really shouldn't ever have an origin story of. I mean, you know he's one of the immortal brothers, basically. And uh, I, I, I just think it was like too much they tried to explain away, and you basically wrapped all his story in that. And that's the only part I really don't like about the new Ivar series, is they seem like they tried to reveal too much about who he is right away. I liked Ivar in the old series when he was like you'd see him bits and pieces here and there with quick guest star appearance but it was mainly out of order so it was really cool that you would see Ivar appear in like a solar book and then he would appear in in the Magnus robot fighter book but you'd have a different jacket on and you'd learn like whoa he got the jacket in this book but this book his appearance is actually before this appearance so those are really cool things, and he was a character who was just popping up here and there, and I really didn't like, which we will eventually get to it, in the chronological order, when they launched the full Ivar series, it was, I, I wasn't a big fan, I like the Ivar series now, in the, in, in the Violent Universe now, a lot more into that one than I did then, and I, I remember really being excited about it then, but not working out very well at the end. Um, in this book, this, uh, Time Walker book, number zero, uh, it has some really good people working out. I love Bob Paul and Dan Perlin, and, um, and they're both done so much better before and after this, and it, it just reads more like a corporate put-together book project than, like, a really good story. Um, and, and like, I always thought the origin for Ivar... Time should just be like, he just can do it. He can time travel. Eh, it's just one of those weird things. He's the time traveling brother, the uh, mortal. And it felt like the origin in this story felt almost like a copy in a way of Exo Man of War's origin, which is so much better than this. And I know they were going for science fiction elements and stuff, but there's a lot crammed into this story, and it really just doesn't work. And like, I don't know if uh, if you listen. To when I talk in Doctor Who about uh, Doctor Who podcasts about uh, some of the caveman stories and some of the problems. I had that with this Ivar story because it kind of starts in ancient times and stuff. And the sci-fi stuff's in there. But it's a story that should be really weird. And it's told very straight. And I don't think it works on that level either. So that's my review of time walker number zero and like i've said before like i found this uh chronological order for the classic valiant books online like a long time ago and like i'm gonna be using that that's why i'm starting with time walker number zero before anything else and i really love the valiant books they're the only single issue books i still own besides a couple of signed books that i have is my collection of the classic valiant books which i have almost all of them there's like a couple here and there i don't have but i have almost all of them and they're probably my favorite books ever it's all those books i was a huge shadow man fan at the time uh that's where i really got into uh, barry windsor smith's artwork because he did like exo man of war and he was on archer and armstrong i mean if you like archer and armstrong now Check out the old series Archer and Armstrong. It was really good too. And their their take on Unity, which was like then it was a crossover than, than what it is now in the books, which I think it's a team actually called Unity. 
in the modern Valiant books, but then it was a big crossover, and it was really interesting their take on it compared to other people's other com companies' take on a company-wide crossover. Uh, so you might want to check out some Valiant books. You can probably find them pretty cheap in back issue things. And if you want to uh, drop me a comment about this, um, you can find the podcast on Podbean. You can find it on iTunes. Uh, I have people saying I should look into stuff like Stitcher, maybe put it on that. Maybe I'll do it later. Or you can drop me a comment on my Twitter account. And like I said earlier, it's at Hanger Wednesday on Twitter or on one of my websites. And just say hi. But uh, Remember to rate this, comment, and if you enjoy it, let me know. I'm going to keep doing them either way, but because <laughs> they're fun for me to do these and revisit these books. And like I said, it gives me an excuse to reread them, which is fun. But I hope everybody's having a good time. I can't believe it's August already.